Welcome everyone to the SRHM podcast. Sexual and Reproductive Health Matters, or SRHM, is a multidisciplinary peer-reviewed journal that promotes sexual and reproductive health and rights globally. We are so excited to launch this podcast where we'll talk to various experts about new research and emerging trends in sexual and reproductive health and rights. My name is Nina Sun, and I am an associate editor for the SRHM Journal. Today, I have the privilege of speaking with Julia Hussein, the journal's editor-in-chief. Hi, Julia. How are you doing today? Hello, Nina. It's great to be on this podcast today. Julia, as editor-in-chief, can you give us a bit of background on what SRHM Journal does, what its mandate is, how people can access it? Yes, well, thanks. SRHM is an open access journal and it's free for everyone to read. So that makes it very accessible to anyone who might want to read any research on uh, sexual and reproductive health and rights. Great. Thanks, Julia. We know each other because I've had the opportunity to review articles for SRHM and to work with you in this context. But could you tell the audience a little bit about your background and what has really brought you to working as a pioneer in the field of sexual and reproductive health and rights? I wouldn't actually call myself a pioneer, but I have been fortunate enough to have had a very interesting three years being the editor-in-chief for sexual and reproductive health. I actually have a maternal health background, but I have to say that that is a very narrow and focused field. And it was very interesting for me to come into sexual and reproductive health and rights and observe the broadness and the multidisciplinarity of the subject. It's a fascinating area to work in, and it's been quite a privilege to be uh, associated with sexual and reproductive health matters. And Julia, you released an excellent editorial at the end of last year, which really reflected upon the unprecedented is really a trite word now for 2020 because it's been so used, but really upon the remarkable nature of last year and mostly reflecting upon the wide range of articles and research that came out that highlighted the challenges, gaps, but also progress on sexual and reproductive health and rights. I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about the landscape of 2020 and what you saw. Yes. Before I go into that, One of the things that's really interesting about sexual and reproductive health matters is that it is particularly unique in the sense that it brings in various academic disciplines of social science, epidemiology, anthropology, law, politics, and so on, from varying perspectives of researchers, practitioners, advocacy groups, and and policymakers. And that signature of its uniqueness has uh, really translated itself into the papers that we published last year. In my editorial, my reflections of 2020 was, of course, how these different perspectives have been brought to light in the context of the COVID pandemic last year, which was, of course, the predominant concern of everyone. And my observation of the papers we received last year was that there was an evolution initially from submissions which were anecdotes and stories and very valuable observations of what was happening in terms of sexual and reproductive health in the context of COVID. And that evolved 
somewhat over the year to coming to a very practical approach of trying to find solutions and interventions which people had observed was potentially useful in sexual and reproductive health to correct some of the problems that arose. And looking forward into 2021, do you see any lessons learned? Do you see any areas where you're hoping that researchers and policymakers can elaborate on or build upon? Yes. My first reflection from 2020 and the COVID pandemic was that having heard how people have been very creative in intervening and developing solutions, we really need to move forward to see if more evidence can be built up and provided in terms of the effectiveness of these solutions and interventions. And one of the things I've noticed is that we have very little data on the cost effectiveness of these solutions as well. And given the somewhat limited resources that can be targeted for health systems in the future with economic downturn and the the pressing needs of COVID, we really need to find out how cost-effective solutions can be put into place for low-resource health systems. Great. I mean, that's really important point, really looking at what evidence do we have and what evidence is needed to build policy. On your point of cost effectiveness, I would agree as a practicing human rights lawyer and who has spent their career mostly focused on this intersection of legal human rights frameworks and public health that having that data on how much programs cost, how much commodities cost is super important, especially when you're in an environment where you have scarce resources and there's a lot of competing priorities. I suppose from my perspective as a lawyer, it would also be important to layer on top of that, looking at marginalization, looking at how COVID and related epidemics around racial justice issues, around social justice issues more broadly, around the role of women in society, particularly taking an intersectional perspective of women coming from racial and ethnic minorities, how are they impacted by the COVID responses, as well as access to sexual and reproductive health services. So for me, Julia, I would just want to add on top of building evidence on cost effectiveness, it's this consistent and sustained documentation and inquiry and research into how is service access being hindered, not just for one group of society, but across society and for all populations. So I would add that accountability and documentation element as something that I see as particularly important as we go into 2021 as well. And Julia, you were saying that this is one reflection. So any other reflections for the year that you think is particularly relevant or important? Yes, well, I'll start with answering your first comment. And I would agree with you entirely that in public health, we, I suppose, at times have become rather obsessed with very hard data on cost effectiveness. And I can't agree with you more that it's not just data on cost effectiveness. It's all forms of documentation that we really need to consider to contribute to the evidence base. And I think that is what makes SRHM so special because we can bring in 
all these different perspectives. In, in terms of wider reflections on the landscape of SRHM, one of the things that we do is that we consult regularly with our editorial advisory board and some of the things that have come up are echoed in, in what they say as well. As you said, issues of marginalised populations, inequities within sexual and reproductive health, of course, with uh, the Black Lives Matter campaign, inequities is, as related to ethnic background are all very important nowadays. The social isolation that many experienced during COVID-19 has given rise to many concerns about how mental health and sexual and reproductive health and rights are associated and other suggestions that have been put forward in terms of the gaps for the future and the landscape of sexual and reproductive health and rights in general include problems in humanitarian and emergency settings, issues of gender identity, sexual violence, LGBT rights, and the rights of youth as well. My personal concern really very much around how crucial the well-being of planet Earth is and the connection between the environment, human rights and human health across all domains really cannot be ignored in today's concerns of climate change. And I would be very interested to see more work being done in this area. Thank you so much for all your important reflections. I couldn't agree more with the fact that this new area of intersecting climate change, environmental health, how that might intersect with sexual and reproductive health and people's access to reproductive and sexual health care is such a critical emerging area. So thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure to speak with you to get your insights about the many developments of the journal in 2020, but also to see your view and vision of landscape in 2021. And we're very excited to support the SRHM podcast, which will undoubtedly highlight emerging issues in the sexual and reproductive health and rights field. Stay tuned for more episodes. <laughs> <laughs>